It's NFL Week 11. And we're talking secrets of winning the DraftKings Millie Maker with Burns, the Shark Lab himself, author of Secrets of the DraftKings Millie Maker, winning the Million Dollar Game, available on Amazon. And uh, Burns, I want to get right into this one. And today I want to open up the show with um, just looking at the results database and the lineup that won it all. But uh, I have to say, there was a Burns sweat in the Millie Maker until Dak went crazy. We were all going nuts. Um, you were in fifth place at one point and climbing with Keenan Allen. Actually, I was I was in second place. I was 5.1 points behind, and it was at halftime. And Keenan Allen had already blew up for like 27-plus DK points. Oh, this is so and, painful. And I knew, I knew going into the second half that Keenan Allen was going to have a – he was going to either get five catches, 50, 60 more yards, or he was going to get a touchdown or something. Well, he gets the freaking touchdown. He gets more He gets more catches. He gets more yardage. He ends up with 47.3 points on the day. So that would have – I was in second, and I was like, man, I can win this sucker. And um, then all of a sudden this – bullshit happens but i don't know i can't say anything bad about it but we we, so of course what what burns is referring to and and everybody knows who experienced last week was the the going nuclear that was what happened with dak prescott against the giants and and what made it so unusual we see these explosion games from quarterbacks especially quarterback wide receivers but most of the time it happens in a back and forth competitive affair right? right Both teams are doing it. All of a sudden, like like Mahomes is there. He, he falls out. He's behind a little bit. He's got to come back. Then the other team scores, and, and it becomes the shootout situation where they're just pushing the pass, and they got to throw it, and they got to catch up, and then the other team, and then and a lot of scoring happens in the fourth quarter and all that good stuff. That's how NFL games go. We've all watched games. This isn't our first rodeo. This was different because um, it was a non-competitive game. Dallas just kept throwing touchdowns, going nuts. And put up points, yep. and, and the end result was, and this was, this was pain in, in, of course, in the Discord as we were rooting this on, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I, you know uh, in the second half when things were exploding uh, for Dak, we're like, oh, shit, here we go. And, and of course, you know, so l- let's just pull it up here. Ad Rock, Bucks, this is, uh, yeah. So that lineup for you ended up falling to uh, 165th place, which is just pain when you're sitting in second place in the Millie Maker at halftime, and it it's just pain. Yeah, wait, I mean, wait, l- hold on. Let me do the pain face. I wish I had it. <laughs> yeah, the pain face was my wife saying, um, you've gone e- extremely quiet lately. Were you like- And I was like, I, d- I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it because I know what's going to happen. Pain. And I was like, uh, you know, Keenan Allen got the touchdown. But at that point, it didn't even matter. I mean, it was like a full onslaught of Dallas with Dak going to CD Lamb. And then, oh, well, you know, here comes Brandon Cooks, who has done nothing all year. And then it's like, hey, how you doing? But if anybody has ever gone from seeing, and it happens every week, I don't get me wrong, guys, it does. Um, but that's how close I was to yeah. a million dollar takedown. That's how it goes. Um, just a quick uh, a quick observation about your lineup. Ooh, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, a quick observation about your lineup here. Um, a little triple stack. 
That's right. Did you purposefully create a triple stack? So this was not what um, typically I generate um, lineups with our optimizer with DFS Army, and then I do hand builds in addition, and I this, enter them in. This looks like an optimizer lineup to me. This was an optimizer yeah. lineup. Um, it was generated with the DFS Army optimizer. And the Sim um, Boost? Sim Boost, yep. Yes. Um, but I was very high on um, Najee Harris going into the week um, towards, I mean, lineup lock. Uh, he produced. He didn't produce as well as I was hoping because Jalen Warren ate into that with uh, a touchdown of his own and yardage of his own. But those two guys put up 40 points between the two of them and a running back situation. Um, but it was just a good spot for them. Um you know, Cincinnati was in a uh, a competent spot here um, against Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, we knew we knew Jamar Chase had back issues going into the game, but he was healthy. But he was healthy enough to play. So I said, "Oh, screw it!" I actually capped ownership in Jamar Chase at ten percent, and I capped ownership on um, Joe Burrow at ten percent. So this was one of the 10% lineups. And um, did you, uh, so I'll tell you something I did, which was I just actually locked Chase only with Burrow. So I said, you know what? If Chase fails, um, Burrow's failing too. Therefore, I'm I'm going to contain the damage of those lineups to just the Joe Burrow lineup. So I might've had 12 or 13%, but it was all with Burrow together. Did you do that or you let it ride? But yeah, it was essentially everything that I got with Burrow. I, and I looked at the percentages. It was Burrow, and then it was Chase, and they were together. So it wasn't Trent Irwin and, and Tyler Boyd. They were all tied together. Um, I could tell this is a sim model generated lineup because um, just the bring back, the way it, um, the third player in that lineup. Uh, but the the bring back for sure here with Singletary, like you weren't if you had the the boost on. Uh, the game stack sort of boost on. You were getting Singletary in your Burrow lineup every time. Yeah, um, it was. I just had a lot happen. of Tank Dell. I had a lot of Noah Brown in in um, Joe Burrow lineups. But if I here's the way that this could work in to gain more leverage into the Millie Maker, you drop down from Joe Burrow to to Dak, and from Chase down to. Um, CD Lamb, basically you're netting $200 in salary and you gain 33 to 34 more DraftKings points. And this is a top 10 millimaker wild. Yeah. I mean, it could have got there. Let's take a look at what one burns. Um, I don't want to relive this pain anymore. It was, uh, it was paint. It, it was our, I mean, it was fine. You know, you know, always tough, tough to handle, but you know, this is that Burns. game. That game this, doesn't go off. It's a million dollar lineup. This is Burns talking to his wife after after the game. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, no, I'm totally fine. This is the second time this wrong. year. This is the second time this year that um, <laughs> I've had a lineup that has crested the ability to win the Millie Maker. Last time was three weeks ago. One switch of the lineup, Aaron Jones for Jameer Gibbs, and that's a million-dollar lineup. Brutal. It's, it, it's, it's just how it goes, man. It's just how it goes. I had a little pain of my own this weekend. Aside from, like, 
actively saying, I'm not going to be high. I'm not playing Dak. It's a t- I don't like those situations. So that doesn't feel good. I have my own pain. But the worst one for me this weekend was Sunday Night Football, I believe it was. Uh, Jets playing. And I'm hanging out in first place in, in the big tournament. When oh, I nice. say for a long time, I'm talking about from like seven minutes left in the game. And I'm just hanging out there. Like every play is just helping it. I'm like, okay. Solo? Right. Uh, no, I was, but a small group that it was like a okay. pretty nice amount of money. It was maybe, you know, maybe a six or seven group uh, person group, which is, you know, that's great. Showdown Million Maker? Not the Million Maker. I don't okay. do, I don't play the Million Maker. I play the, I play the $5 or, or the $3, like the play action and the, and the, and the flea flicker. So those are the ones I play in. And um, I'm hanging out in first place. I'm like, okay. And so the dollar amount was not crazy, but I like winning. Like, yep. It was like a sick amount of money. It was like 5,700, but I like winning. Right. Of course. And it always feels good to win. And I'm like, okay. And especially when we do a showdown breakdown, we do a show. I love it because we do the breakdown. And then I'm like, yeah, showdown breakdown to showdown takedown. I'm already like, I'm already like starting to get comfortable with it. Not really. I, I know not to. It was the last play, the oh, reception okay. to Conklin that Zach Wilson threw like that. Never. I was like, oh, he ain't completing that shit. Like off his back foot, a, a, a pass that Zach Wilson never hits ever. I saw it go up in there. I'm like, uh, he's running around. He's scrambling They're They're, they're rushing him. I'm like, Ooh, under pressure. This guy can't throw under pressure. He just heaves one up. Doesn't even know where he's throwing it. Conklin just like walks underneath. It happens to be there. Didn't, I don't even think there was aiming towards each other. It just happened. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a 30-yard play. Fuck. And, of course, you know, you watch the leaderboard, and there you go. Bloop. First place, 123rd place. That one pass. And it's just pain. I know not to, I know not to get excited in a showdown until it's over, but this was over. Like, this should have been over. The Jets were done. And, eh, the other team had the ball. They just needed the first down. They didn't get the first down. I was like, shit. And then the Jets get the ball back. I'm like, ah, it's Zach Wilson. What the fuck's he gonna do? And it it was just this one player. Like if he threw it to Garrett Wilson, I was cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was pain. Um, but anyway, we get over the pain. There's listen, that's how it is. The thrill of victory is never as good unless you've experienced the agony of defeat. And I'm gonna keep saying it till hopefully I start to believe it. So um Let's just take a look at what won the Millie Maker last week. Um, I- I'm not sure if this is like super visible on screen, but uh, it's a Dak, Keenan Al- uh, Dak, CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks stack. There is no bring back here, of course. No need to bring back with the Giants. They stink. And then he just squeezed in a couple of chalky plays. Your Najee Harris call. Uh, so somebody's watching the show. Mm-hmm. But um, Najee Harris, cheap running back. Uh, everybody liked Rashad White. He was in a good spot. You know, uh, Devin Singletary makes this lineup even better, but whatevs. And um, double tight end, which is something we, uh, you know, the double stack with Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Dak. Yeah, sure. Putting Keenan Allen in, that's cool, right? Obvious. Yeah. We talked up the double stack. We talked up Hawkinson and Trey, Trey McBride all week. So, and we talked about like this was a week. When you can double tight end it uh, in all my sh- all my breakdowns because of Trey McBride and because not just Hawkinson, but we really liked uh, Dalton Schultz and, and um, Sam Laporte as well. Neither one of those guys like did it. Right. But Hawkinson got there. After that, even with a shitty score at defense, it did not matter. And Royal Payne 21 takes down the million 
Uh, let me just see something here on this user. Uh, let's see if we can go expose. I just want to see how many lineups. So he is Royal Pain 21 is a 150 max mm -hmm. guy. Yep, he does it all the time. Yeah. Uh, interesting that second place went to just a dude who put in three lineups. So reminder that you can actually win this by just putting in a couple of lineups as well, but you damn well better be uh, crazy with what you're putting in. And and uh, Well, more and more people think that you need 150 lineups. I've seen it in our Discord, like, oh, you need 150 lineups to win this. No, you don't, actually. Um, I, I would have crested and won this sucker with um, 50 generated lineups. So Yeah, uh, 50 works. You don't need 150. That is that, but... I think the reason they think that is because like, oh, because I put in one every week and I don't win. But yet you're <laughs> generally not going to win this. Like we have seen one off lineups win this. Remember Dolphan and the big Tua stack? Yeah. So we've seen one off lineups win these. Just understand when you're entering the Millie Maker that it is a crapshoot. I also had another really interesting, you know, I'm going to show you something on screen here. I think it's really important. And and listen, this isn't relative to, we're, we're, we're going to break through the week 11 slate. Sorry if you if you don't like the look back analysis and we do we, we don't do this every week. You know, skip forward if you need to. But um, I want to talk about one really important thing here about people who max enter. I'm going to show you something on screen. The vast majority of people who max enter, put the 150 in, are going to lose money. And you could see it just like right here on screen. Look, look at all the red. These are all the 150 uh, maxers in this contest. And I, I have it unfortunately sorted by ROI. So like for whatever reason, this sort put the, the winners first, but you're going to see a sea of red, right? Here's all the red, 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 right? Next page, mm -hmm. right? Look at this. It is a sea of losses. Look at it. Okay, these are the best players. How do I know they're the best players? Because they they have enough money to put in 150 lineups. So page two was all red. This is 100 people that all lost money. Okay, page one, right after the first little group here, pretty much goes all red for the second half. So you're talking about 50, 60, 70 out of, out of 100 that went Red here as well, 75 maybe. So your ratio of, of winning to losing, and last week was a good optimizer week, but you're going to lose money 90% of the time when you max enter, and that's not just a millimaker. That is every contest. I can switch from contest. The reason I'm, I'm saying this, Burns, is I want people who watch these shows, who read your book, mm -hmm. to understand the expectations of, of maxing out a tournament, especially an NFL tournament, Right. On, on DraftKings or FanDuel, when you MME it, chances are this is the this is the flea. So this is the one I'm in. Actually, you can see my shit here, right? I should be in here. I'll show you mine. Uh, even, you know, I lost money on this one. Minus 400. One of those people who lose, right? Um, flea, you're going to get the winners, and then you're going to get a whole lot of losses. Yep. That's page one. Page two, all negatives. That's 100 that's a hundred people. This guy, holy shit. That's a lot to lose. <laughs> Wait, I got to see this one. How do you lose 710 out of $750? Somebody went, uh, uh I don't know. It's a lot wow. of Joe Mixon, I guess. I don't know, but Whoa. this guy lost almost a hundred percent of his entry fees. 
There's another one, a 712 loser, 702. These guys are Papa Smurf, um, 712. You're going to lose money when you max enter these contests 90% of the time. So then what's the question is, well, why would you do it? Why would you max enter that if you lose money 90% of the time? Like, or, or, you know, you hear on Twitter or on social media, it's like, oh, if I could put 150 lineups in, I would win every time. It's... It's so difficult. Um, it's probability theory, what, what it really comes down to. Um, you're taking 177,000, and how how many of the 177,000 in the millimaker are max entering it? So you take all those 150 lineups times the number of people max entering it, subtract it from the 177,000. And then from there, those others that aren't basically max entering, it's just, it, it's it's a knapsack problem is what it's called in mathematics. It's just a, it's a problem. It's, it's just probabilities of things happening. People think that more lineups equals more abilities to generate the, probably the one lineup that can win it. And that's what it is. Um, you know, I used to do it at 20 lineups. Um, I now do about 50. I think the sweet spot really is about 50 um, if you want to get where it's lower number of lineups. I think 50 is about the sweet spot. Um, but it used to be for me, it was 20. Like I, I've been in the top 10 in this sucker. So I, I've done it three times in, in the days. And it's not something that's unheard of. You can do it. You have to be contrarian. You have to bring your own view. Um, it's really, it, it's always going to be really tough. And and the the next thing I wanted to say because I I did get a um and it's funny I'm I'm looking at some of these names and it's people who are some of these people like people who are kind of who are good at DFS like the the 150 maxers, um you know here's Megan Joy who's won the millimaker multiple times, um uh where, where I just saw Al Smizzle up in here like yeah you know these are guys who are people who are good at this. The week before, Al Smizzle had uh, five lineups in the top 50. Yeah, he did something crazy last week. And this week, he's losing a ton of money. So so understand this. This is just a general DFS thing because people watch the show. And it's like Secrets of the Millie Maker and all that. And we do try to analyze these Millie Maker winning lineups and, and what you have to do. But it's important to understand that if you want to survive in DFS for a long time, if you want to be able to play this for a while and not constantly put in money, you have to really understand the contest that you're entering. These millimakers, the MME, first of all, you should not be doing a millimaker until you've won multiple smaller tournaments over the years. There's, there's, there are flea flickers, uh, there's the flea, there's the mini max. There are so many smaller contests that you should be doing to prove that you can win a tournament um, and do it with less money so that you don't feel the pressure to, for example, like go really chalky because, oh, everybody's playing Joe Mixon at RB. I got to follow along even though I don't really like him. Right. Um, so you feel that pressure. You don't want to do that. You want to be. You want to use your entries to the Millie Maker or any tournament that you're entering that you're mass multi-entering as your throwaway money for the week. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna have some fun. All right, I'm throwing it away. Right. That's not how I churn my bankroll positively each week. No, how do I do the positive bankroll thing? Those should be achieved. Um, not everybody wants to play cash games, and I and I get that, but everybody should at the very least be focusing on smaller tournaments. And by that, I mean the 50 person, the 27 yeah. person, the 150 entry. You can win those. Yeah, the um, 
if you really want to get into if you have never really done mmeing and you want to get into it there's a contest where you can actually do it for affordable affordable price um the 50 cent mini max you can get into that it's a very um it's not a sharp field what i mean by that is you're not getting guys like Al Smizzle in there. You're not getting the Osmos in there because they can't, they're not allowed to enter these types of contests because they're below a certain entry level. I, so, I do not see the mini maxes on my screen. Like I'm yeah. not able to enter that. So you can enter these and you can enter 150 lineups. You can figure out how to develop lineups in an optimizer, whatever optimizer you use. Uh, 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 uh. Burns. Uh, there's only one I, optimizer. I get it. We're we have the best optimizer in the in the industry, but I will say this: there are people that are not with DFS Army that are watching this, and you know, get over here to DFS Army because we do have the best optimizer. Um, but well, if the other bonus a, of the 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 bonus of the domination station, you don't even have to play for money, is that you can we the back test mode is unlike anything else. Right. You cannot do this anywhere. You can play every. You can go. Our back test allows you to go right back to last week's event, the week before, last year, the last three years worth of DFS contests for whatever sport you're into. Replay those, right. see the stats, see the ownership projections, see the projections themselves going into the contest, re-optimize, uh, you know, mess around with it, and then you have a Final Fantasy Points comp so you can see what the score was that you would have achieved doing these things. So you can train, you can muscle memory yourself. One of the things I always tell people is if if you're not able to achieve a GPP win on back test, you're not doing it on far on forward. You That's better right. hit them on back test first. Like you figure out, all right, here's here's like a set of options. And of course, we do a lot of live stream training and everything for this stuff. But um, here are the options. Or here's right. the way I do it. Or here's what I do with a chalky, great wide receiver, like 33%, because the math splits them up into all these different, because there's three wide receivers. Like whatever it is that you're doing, test it in back test first. Find a process that feels kind of comfortable and that you have confidence in. And then going forward, you'll have confidence to apply that. When, you, when you're going forward and you're like kind of guessing at what works, you keep changing what you're doing every single week. You end up chasing what right. worked last week. Yep. And that doesn't work. That's not a great way to play DFS. You need to be consistent. Like one week you're fading the chalk. Ah, it screwed me. Now this week I'm going to go crazy on the chalk. And oh, shit, this was the week I should have faded the chalk. And so that is just a cycle of losing that you don't want to do. Yeah, and um, the difference between DFS Army, for those that are not part of the DFS Army um team is that we have the optimizer for every sport um maybe minus like one sport where we just don't have it in there yet no college basketball so college basketball there we go that one sport is college basketball too hard too many um, too many players yeah so get it going. we have it for every sport and we have people that understand the optimizer for every sport um and so if you uh if you're with another dfs um site out there and they don't have an optimizer but you're looking for that one dfs site that has a really good optimizer that is very user friendly come over to dfs army because it is extremely user friendly it is very very simplistic to understand we i have built um i have developed manuals for the nfl 
So you can just utilize those manuals and then tag on on top of that, you tag on the new SIM boost. And that's basically, you know, that my, my user settings never change. I use the same settings in the domination station week in and week out for each main slate on the NFL. Uh, NHL is the exact same way. I'm like habitual. As soon as I get in there, I habitually go right through all my settings. And then from there, what makes the difference between my lineups and your lineups are who I apply boost onto the projections. I like I add adores or loves and that that's it. Um, and then you just run them and you got your lineups. But, you know, those people that are not a part of DFS Army and you want to be a part of a really great community in the DFS community and with a great optimizer, come on board because we have the best. Absolutely. Well, I love that. Um, I love that. Love that um, positive, those positive words, Burns. So with that being said, let's shift focus to the NFL Week 11 slate. And it's an interesting one, as always. It's always an interesting yep. slate. Nothing new here. Um, and uh, let's talk a little bit about some of these game situations and some QBs that we might want to target. Uh, in stacks. And I think we'll focus there and then just jump over, talk a little running back uh, position, and then we'll jump to defense. I don't want to go too detailed. Of course, we do tournament tactics on Friday um, afternoons or Friday evenings as well, where we'll get a little more in depth on all the different player groups. But um, just starting at the top burns, we we have, you know, another interesting setup this week, and I'll, I'll pull up uh, DraftKings on screen. Uh, let's go to this view. So it's a little bigger, but um you know, you got the you have the first the most expensive guy here, Josh Allen at home against the Jets. Allen struggling, Jets good defense, uh, pretty low game total. There, um, Tua at home against the Raiders, great matchup in terms of like you know the Raiders not at the best of defenses, a little more bad versus the run than the past this year, but but another kind of uh, game where uh, there's a really wide spread. Both of these games have massive spreads. Uh, last week, it was the Dak situation, the massive, and Dak as well, actually. I'll put him on that list as well. So you have the three three of the four most expensive quarterbacks in games where their teams are massive favorites. Um, so my question for you is, should we react differently to these? I asked John Statsational Alessia the same question when we did the game plan earlier, and he kind of said, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. If it's a heavy spread, I just play the teams, and I don't care. Uh, yeah. Obviously, these aren't game stack situations for the most part. I wouldn't game stack these, uh, but Dak, Tua, Josh Allen, all heavy favorites. How are you treating it this week? So, man, this this is a tough week. We got high spreads, but um, first off, like on the top top of the range, you know, this is a tough game for Josh Allen. I'm glad it's at home for him um, because he went to he went to New York first week of the season and just had a really bad game against the Jets. The whole Buffalo Bills team had a game. It was the worst I've seen it. You know, we saw Aaron Rodgers all hyped up. He's he's out there for five plays and basically blows out his ACL uh, or his, his Achilles. Um, so the way I'm looking at this is I'm looking at basically I want those, I want those games that are going to be high implied team totals. Um, I'm like John, you know, I'm just going to play them, man. I'm just going to play the favorites. This, what we are seeing more and more this year is as we're going along, fits are weighing out more now. 
We know what we got. We in these games where these guy where these teams are not favored by the Vegas betting lines, they're they're that way for a reason. Um, at this point in time in the season, um, but right now with the favorites, I mean, top favorites on the board right now. You know, I love I love the Houston game. Um, you know, CJ Stroud again with Arizona coming in. Hopefully, you know, um, uh, Kyler Murray can keep up pace with CJ Stroud in that high potent offense, passing offense with Tank Dell and Noah Brown, and add in Dalton Schultz. I don't know no, if Brown, gonna be, no Brown may be out this week. Um, just maybe uh, with Nico Collins too. Yeah. So that might be a little bit of an issue, but you know, um, from there, you know, um, I don't mind Tua this week, you know, but he's so expensive and it's very difficult to double stack him. Uh, it's basically Tua and Tyreek and call it a day. You almost if, can't double stack Tua at this point. Um, because yeah. Waddle's Waddle's so mispriced for his role that um it almost ruins your lineup it does to, to have him in there because he's so mispriced that's the great thing about the boost rule by the way so the, the what the sim boost rule does and one of the how it's different is it's not going to force that second player in there unless they're kind of a good projected value anyway that's a big difference between using the sim versus um just saying using a set rule force two with tua right, right. that it's going to grab them no matter what with the sim, the projection has to somewhat be reasonable to salary in order for that player to wind up in the lineup. So that's what I really like. Um, I've loaded up the uh, I've loaded up the the game tiles on screen here from the optimizer from the domination station. So it's a little better way to look at these games. And yeah, um, you mentioned, yeah, I really like the Texans at home against the Cardinals. It seems great, and Kyler Murray's back, and maybe maybe they can make a real game of it, you know. So that could be a fun one. That's about the only game that uh, actually that that got the that that did get the vaunted, um, you know, the vaunted. Uh, let's uh, where is it? Where yeah. Uh oh. Boner alert. Worth it. Yeah. For that game, right? That's the one that excites me. Um, as well, CJ Stroud priced up like crazy though. Seven so, K now. Yeah, I still like the six K range. I am I still really do like a lot of these guys in the six K range. Uh, one of them is in a is in the second highest point total game, Chicago, Detroit, Detroit at home. I'm really liking golf in this one. Um, yeah, we got Fields coming back for this one. Um, you know, Fields is a good quarterback. He's a running quarterback mainly, but he can sling it too. We got DJ Moore in this one. Obviously, we got Amin Ra and we got Laporta. But what's making me a little, little hesitant, but I'm not really all that much hesitant on this, is the running back situation. It's the same as last week. <clears throat> um, you're going to have that every week with Detroit, and it's just going to be a thing that's going to keep coming up, right? Um, yeah, but Chicago's at least more competent against the run than uh, – the chargers were last week. Yeah. They're a little better. So if the, if it could slow that run game, but now that there's two guys that they want to focus on, I'm telling you, it's going to be really tough for Goff to get there. I I think it's going to be tough almost like rest of season for Goff to put up anything more than like a 23 or a 25 pointer, which might be enough for his salary. But the last couple of weeks we've seen the spike forties and the 35s. And you know, when any player goes off, like when you get a Dak doing that or or Mahomes or one of those guys and they go up for 35 plus, you know, 
when you leave those points on the table, you're just not winning anything. You saw it with Dak last week. The second a quarterback goes over like 38, 40, you're done. Like if you yeah. don't have him, you're done. You're right. right. You're done. But if that doesn't happen, which it doesn't always happen, then um, these other these 25s that, that you can get from a golf in a game like this could really work. What about the other side of that game and a little Jay Fiddles coming back off the injury? I mean, you know, him and uh, Moore and uh, Komet, that would be the best way to go about it with that game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, Dante Foreman can get it done in this game uh, from a running situation. So, you know, it, it, it lends more to a fields with uh, Moore and uh, Moore and Komet and you know, you got Mooney in there, but you know, Mooney and Quantas St. Brown, I, I don't know. No, they're just, Mooney they're just I secondary give it, pieces. I give a wink to Mooney. No, no equinamius. Right. Um, or as we like to call him, <clears throat> the turd god. Yeah, they're like fourth options on this team if you want to really get into the nitty-gritty on Chicago. But you know, I ran the optimizer because I really wanted to see what I was gonna get. Uh, from a first run perspective, put in all my settings. I didn't add any like gloves or doors to any of the players. I haven't even set any of the quarterback situations that I want in terms of like Xing out quarterbacks. So every quarterback was in there. The guy in the 6K range that is exploding in all my in a lot in about 35% of the lineups is um, Trevor Lawrence this week. Like he is exploding. So that's a guy that this could be a very favorable situation for them going up against Tennessee. Tennessee is not a good defense against the pass and vice versa. This game, this, this game could actually be closer than what um, the line is indicating here of a minus seven. Um, and it could actually score a lot higher than 40 because Jacksonville is not very good against the pass either. They're, so, and they're, they're very, very good against the run, by the way. It's important right. to note uh, that that's how these things go. Um, they're great against the run, not good against the – listen, I, I'm not sure if if uh, Will Levis is the is the guy, though. He yeah. might be terrible. I'm trying to see what – all right, so I just ran it raw. Yeah. And, yeah, there you go. And, and hey, second guy is Kyler Murray. So yep. that's that's interesting. CJ, you're getting some two uh, – that, that's his, this is exactly what I was getting. Yeah, but I was getting a, I was getting a lot of Trevor and I was getting a lot of Kyler and then it went to Stroud Tua, and then uh, a little bit of Gino. I'm so. thinking the, the the Trevor. I'm not sure what the what the love is for for Trevor. It, I think it's more. Let's see here. Yeah, no, he's just projecting well. Um, relative to these other guys, no one's just projecting all that great. That's really what it what it comes down to is, you know, no one's projecting all that great. I'm not sure the ceiling is there because I do think you can run against the Titans. They haven't been that great versus the run, and and ETN is very dominant and all of that. But it's an okay spot. I'm not I'm not going to go crazy like this on T Law though. Who else? Uh, I mean, you know, Gino's in a good spot this week against the Rams. Um, going on the road. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm in love with it. I I kind of like the um, passing game or the receiving game for the the Rams more in that game. Um, but I, I'm not in love with Stafford. So you can't play Stafford at his price. Literally impossible. 6,400. He's just too expensive for his production this year. Um, 
other games on the slate that are looking pretty good from a QB standpoint, but it's even a it's a big spread too. Is um, Brock Purdy? It's a it's a big spread. You know, Tampa Bay has given up a lot of lot of fantasy points to the wide receivers and quarterbacks this year. Um, so that that's another one that to keep on your radar. And then another game that is probably going to go under owned, um, but you know. Could actually sneak be sneaky here is that Green Bay Chargers game. Chargers are extremely bad against the wide receivers. Um, I'm not it's, saying that the Green Bay side is going to blow up or anything with love, but um, you know, it, it could actually benefit like you know, Dobbs or uh, or even Watson in this game. So I, I think if you do anything with the Green Bay Packers wide receivers, um, I would have them as one-offs. I don't think you have to pair them up with, with yeah. love in this game. That is some silly for the Millie stuff. Like no one's touching uh, those, those Packers wide receivers this year, but it's a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the other side of it. The Chargers side, not really popping for me. These Packers games don't tend to like go high scoring. They're a very slow and methodical type of a team. I like one piece um, from the Chargers. Eckler? Yeah. Yeah, Eckler, yep. I think, is the – the Eckler might be the best running back um, this week, maybe even a little better than Christian McCaffrey, although probably not, but he's cheaper. Um, yeah, I like Eckler as well. One game that – you know, last week, the team that played against the Giants put up a crazy good score. So Washington's playing the Giants. Yeah, can we see it again this week? Um, you know – Sam Howell's been just slinging it left and right all over the place in the games. He did it last week against Seattle again. I mean, we're talking about 40-plus attempts a game um, since basically week seven. So this guy just keeps slinging it. And, um, you know, Giants are atrocious. They are an atrocious team. I hate to say to be a fan of them, you know, it kind of scratched my head. Why am I doing that to myself? Um, but, you know, Sam Howell is another good piece here, and you can pair him easily with McLaurin. You can pair him with Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. He actually got quite a few targets last game. Um, and then I actually really I, – I do like uh, Brian Robinson in this game as, as well. I figured uh, he, you I, I figured you'd like him again. It's too bad Brian Robinson wasn't in that Millie Maker lineup, or was he? No. No, but he was in a couple of the top twenties. Um yeah. and I had you were pushing that big last week. Yeah, I had twenty-six percent of him in all my Millie lineups. I don't even know how I got that. It was like I just put a love on him and he just entered in him because in my one fifties, I got like five percent of them. But in my fifty lineups, I got twenty-six percent. Go figure, right? Weird. Yeah, never, know. never but, know. Yeah, Brian Robinson could go off again. Um, if Antonio Gibson is out this game, which could be a potential spot, is that a um, thing? I think it might be. I I've heard of it that he might be out. I haven't confirmed, so don't take that. Like, don't take that to the bank no, or anything. Put it on screen. Let's see. Uh, Toe was not spotted at Thursday's practice. Uh, missed Wednesday as well. I like it. So he's questionable, but if he's out, Brian Robinson is not going to stay at 3.66% that he's projected right now in our domination station. He's going to go 
a lot higher than that. You know, price then, on him. He's very expensive um, relative to his usual production and volume. But yeah, if 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 he's going to be the guy that's going to be on the field the whole time against the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. So let, let's actually transition over to running back as we started talking about them a little bit. And I think we've covered, um, for the most part, most of the relevant uh, QBs for this week. So let's talk running back for a second here. And um, I'll start at the top. I'm going to bring up the DraftKings screen, actually, for this one. Uh, why not? So I'll bring up DraftKings here, and we'll, we'll, we'll use that as our guide. Um, we'll use that as our guide. There it is, a little bigger on screen. And, um, you know, at the very top, of course, Christian McCaffrey gets, uh, uh, you know, a rough draw, but it doesn't really matter. He's Christian McCaffrey. Um, he doesn't need a good draw to have a good number. Um, but I'm not sure that against Tampa, I would, like, be banking on the 38 fantasy points he needs to sort of justify the price. Tough draw, but playable here. Um, Eckler, what a matchup. Packers just bleeding points to running backs all season long. So that's a great spot for Eckler. I think ETN. So who do you like up top here? Uh, is Barkley playable at 7, 7K at this point? Like uh, on a Giants team that should feed him the ball 30 times if he's not, you know, if he's not banged up too much. Man, it, it's tough to play him right now because they are so bad. The quarterback situation is a it's ridiculously bad how how bad Tommy DeVito is. Uh, he is not a, he's not an NFL quarterback by any stretch. Um, and it actually it doesn't do justice for Saquon Barkley. This would be a great game if Danny Dimes was in this game and Barkley Barkley would have a really good game. Um, I I don't see it happening. I think Barkley is almost a fade at this point. Maybe you know put him in like sub two percent of your lineups but um he's pretty much fade because just below him is a guy that's in a way way better offense they utilize the running backs much more effectively is jameer gibbs with detroit he is such a better he's so much better play than uh barkley in this game at the top though you know i understand mccaffrey is a great running back but if I had to pick between him and Eckler, it's Eckler all day. I just like the the spot better for him. Um, if it was in if it was in L.A., this would be a like no brainer load up. But it's in Green Bay, um, so they could face weather in this game. Um, so that's to be monitored um, as we go along the week. Um, but you know that what that'll do is that it's pretty much just going to take out the passing games. Um, and make this much more effective game for the running in Eckler. So, yeah, I, um, I, I just Eckler is that guy that you want to try to get in there if you're going to pay up. I, there are some great pay down options, though. You don't have to. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, in, in breaking down the slate, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to pay 8,600. There's a lot of good running backs on the slate in general. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, scrolling down a little bit out of this stud zone here. So um, the return of uh, Devon HN is probably set to happen this week, which for me, it does not bode the best for him or, or Mostert. They're, they're priced. There's no discount here. Like they, there's no, there's no bargain. Both are expensive. There's two of them. I think that's a tough scene to pick one. I, I don't think I'll have a lot of either. I think I'll have very little of these guys. Um, I, I, I'm going to lean HN just because I don't know. But um, 
I don't love it. You've got uh, Jacobs as an underdog. How do you feel about running back underdog? Jacobs is going to be fed carries in this game. And one of the things I was talking to John about in the other show was, you know, when a team has a young quarterback like uh, Aiden O'Connell, when they get into the red zone, if they get into the red zone, and that's the big if, but if they get into the red zone, quotation marks are not relevant to there. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but um, if they get in the red zone, what ends up happening is the team doesn't really trust that quarterback to throw in that short field. So they're going to lean heavier on like, let's run it. Let's run it. You know how like if it's an experience, if it's if it's um, Aaron Rodgers back there, all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun and they're throwing it to Randall Cobb, uh, you know, at the one. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Or or they're throwing a pass to uh, uh, to uh, Devontae Adams in the corner or whatever the Packers would do. Because that's Aaron Rodgers and they're comfortable and they have place. When it's Aiden O'Connell, they're like, oh, don't throw an interception. We're finally at the two-yard line. Hand it off, hand it off, hand it off, hand it off. Let's push it in, right? They don't want to take chances. So I think these those situations do probably increase the likelihood of if they're at the goal line that the running back will get the ball. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jacobs, you know, can he pay off his salary? He's done it one time this year on the main slate. Uh, that was against the giants the last time out, um, in the main slate. Can he do it again? Um, in this game, he's got the potential to do it. I just don't like our rushing, what we have for a projection on him for rush yards or for the Vegas team in general, 81 yards. I mean, that's really low. Um, so I, I'd rather see a, a much higher rush projection for him. I'm assuming but you're looking at the um, power look, rankings. Yeah. The power, the power ranking sheet. Yeah. Yeah. I always look at those to get a good sense of good sense of what we're looking at from a projection standpoint for the game for a rushing and passing perspective and total points as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he could get it done, but I, I think the likelihood is less than, uh, you know, less than what others may think about that. Um, one, one rushing attack that the power rankings do like, surprisingly, is Dallas and Tony Pollard. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going to go next. Um so a lot of people, what I can see happening, there's going to be a shift this week. Like everybody was on Pollard and now Dak went off against the Giants. Well, be careful with Dak this week um, going into Carolina on the road. Carolina sports a very good pass defense um, to the point where they've shut down some passing offenses this year. They're um, they're the number two. They're number two in the league at limiting passing yards to opposing offenses. Number two, second only to the Ravens. Yeah, they're they're very good. Like they're fifth in average fantasy points against the position of quarterback, and that's not good. You don't want that. Um, but they're very bad against the run. <laughs> so Pollard is going to be. A, I think Pollard is going to be the – this is the play um, in this game um, where a lot of people go right to Dak. They've seen Dak produce the last two weeks in a row, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's Dak, CD, Dak, CD, Lamb all day long. Well, I don't I don't know if I, if I go against the numbers on this one. 
Um, Let's see if we have an ownership, an early ownership projection here. <sighs> Pollard's in, in around 15%. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming in. He's coming in around 15. So I was hoping he would see about 8% there. Yeah. That's not the bargain ownership that I was hoping to see. Yeah. But, you know, he may be that guy this week that people just can't click on. And no matter what, and you get a lot of guys that are sharp in the industry that are like, yeah, Pollard could be the week for him. Just that one explosion week. And, you know, it could be this week. And uh, I like it. And I don't have to worry about ownership on a, on a running back. Generally, running backs, we look at volume and we look at opportunities. So this is that kind of play where you really don't have to worry about ownership per, um, per se here. It's amazing how they refuse to really throw to him in certain games. Like last week, zero targets. You know, other weeks he's getting five or six, but I mean, it goes down to zero with Pollard pretty quick. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to pull the trigger on, but I think it's wonderful leverage against, you know, a lot of people probably wanting to chase uh, what happened with Dak last week. And I don't blame them. Uh, it sucked not having a whole lot of Dak last week. So, I know. yeah, I get it. I want to chase it too, but you got to fight that emotion. Um, there right. are some other really good spots here at running back I mean, uh, as well. What do you think? So one of the guys that people, I hear people mentioning and talking about uh, is Brees Hall. I don't, I, I don't like it very much, but um, how do you feel about Brees Hall? I mean, obviously if the Jets are going to be competitive, that's probably how it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, when I was making first lineups earlier in the week, um, not having real sense of the entire slate as a whole at that point in time, um he was kind of like okay yeah this makes sense um but a guy just below him I, i've never seen this before i mean this is probably the first time i've ever seen this from him uh derrick henry is at 6300 i don't think i've ever seen derrick henry at 63 this is just an an odd look of a running back that you know we're so used to seeing him like 7,200 and above 7k and above week in and week out. And he just not hit his value at all. Um, so he's priced where he's supposed to be DraftKings is pricing him. Right. Um, does that mean that we automatically jump on board the train now? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm looking at, Jacksonville's average fantasy points against the running back position. And they're just average, you know, they're actually below my threshold. Um, they've actually got a pretty good defensive line against the running back position. And we only have them projected at 81 yards um, rushing. So I, even, even if he is at 6,300, it's still not a great spot. I'm not down with that. Jacksonville is elite against the run and elite against the Derrick Henry style uh, up the gut runner you could throw to the running back but they don't really throw to henry uh, i i also think that henry is so tied to the tennessee titans offense being competent and i am not convinced at all that will levis is competent at qb at all so i'm not down with um uh henry here i'll tell you who i i, I tell you who's popping for me and you can i think aaron jones is okay um you know it's the chargers and they can be run on i i don't normally like to play aaron jones in dfs but um, he's somebody I think that is acceptable. Um, Rashad White, I'm going to get off this week. I'm not on that. I don't like the matchup. San Francisco, no bueno. 
Um, I'm down with your your Brian Robinson Jr. thoughts. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, especially if, if I think I love Brian Robinson Jr. If Antonio Gibson is out, mm -hmm. I don't think I like him. I think I love him. And so that's going to be really exciting um, to have a guy that you kind of feel super comfortable with. Um, Connor's okay, but Singletary is popping for me. Yeah, me too. I, I like him a lot again this week. I loved him last week. Uh, well. he, he went up in salary a little bit. He's at 5,300. So he got a $600 bump for having a 27 point DraftKings day, uh, last week. Uh, that's actually a pretty moderate increase. Yeah, barely 5,300 is fine. I mean, whatever, you know, um, what was he last week? 5k, uh, 47. All right. So yeah. that actually, you know, what's weird psychologically, um, Running backs under 5K, they they go lower owned. There's a psychological yep. thing going on there where you see the price and you're like, oh, he must suck. And so people don't play them. And he was like 7.5% owned in the Millie Maker last yeah. week? under owned. And funny, the only reason I didn't have more of him is because I had a lot of Stroud. So I was like, you know, it's just not a really good match with Stroud, but um, I kind of even wanted to play him with Stroud. I think he made my first look lineup with Stroud last week, and that's who I built around and. It was good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, a lot of people crushed the, the early slate. We had a lot of winners in the early slate because that was a really sharp play. But, um, yeah, I like Singletary again, not because he did it last week, but all that volume combined with going up against Arizona, who happens to be very, very bad um, against the run this year. So it's a good matchup for him. Ford. What do you think about Ford? Backup quarterback, Dorian yeah. Tomlinson Green or whatever. I can't this was. This was one that I was like, I'm toying back and forth with. I'm like, is is he going to produce this week? What is his path for production? Uh, Deshaun Watson is completely out for the entire year. Shoulder broken, fixing it with surgery. It's Dorian Thompson this week. Man, this is... This is a good matchup for him because uh, Pittsburgh is not a great defense against the run. They're good against pass catching running backs. Um, so that kind of limits Kareem Hunt in this game. But Ford is actually a he's a pretty dynamic runner um, for the Cleveland Browns. And I could see the Cleveland Browns just handing the ball off to him a lot here, um, maybe using the Joku. Um, with Dorian Thompson because he's a basically a rookie and he hasn't had much success in the NFL at this current point in time. He's had really one start and it didn't go the way he wanted, like the way that Cleveland wanted and didn't really go how everybody else thought it could go because he was a preseason darling. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how this all shakes out, but this, this uh, game total is really, really low. I think it's at 32 and a half points, maybe 33 now. Um, extremely low. But, you know, Ford at 53, 5,200. I mean, that's that's a dynamite salary for him. So the big thing for me with Ford is people still haven't really come around to the fact that he is like the guy he on is. his team. And so he's on a running. I was going to be all in. Like if you watch the first look video I did uh, on DraftKings, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yep. Hurt my feelings if you didn't. So oh, I always watch him. Good. All right. So he's like Ford was my guy. I was like, oh, Ford, this is a great matchup. He's at home. People are still 5,300. And Deshaun Watson was still playing at that time. So it was fine. And I was like, oh, yeah, Ford's my guy. People still haven't figured. This was like a cheat code almost. Like people have not seemed to figure out that Ford, it's not Hunt. 
Ford is playing the chub role on this team that is really good at running the football. I still kind of think Ford can have a good game. I do too. Um, I'm not really all that worried about him. Um, his salary allows us to have that, right? If he was 6K, we would be taught, we would have a different conversation right now about him. But he's at 5,200 um, and he's done it, right? He's He's got, he's been pushing 20 DraftKings points. He's averaging almost 3x this salary, which is what you want. That's so, right. like, I want, you know, he's, he's averaging two and a half x salary here or two and three quarters. That's good. Yeah. He, he can get there. I mean, yeah. he, he's produced in a lot tougher situations than he's in this week. So nice. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's anybody else. Uh, I know you're a Darrell Henderson guy. I, I don't know, Burns. I don't know about this Darrell Henderson love. Not anymore for me. Okay, you're off the when, train. Uh, when I was looking at him that one week, um, still didn't have an idea of how they were going to utilize him. And then I saw it and I was like, nah, he's done. So, Yeah, I, I think um, we'll wait till next week and play some Kyron Williams. Uh, as the running back, he's coming back next week. Yeah, he should be back next week, okay. and we'll be able to get back on that Rams uh, running game bandwagon with Kyron. Uh, and and Kyron That's might not be as good. Kyron might be splitting with Darrell Henderson a little bit now, but oh, well. yeah, I I think once uh, Kyron's back, it's it's his show again. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I'll, I'll jump over to wide receiver here, um, and let's let's do this a little brief. In terms of like stud, medium dud kind of thing, we'll just kind of brief it out. So, give me three studs that you really are wanting to uh, focus in on above the other. So, you know, by studs I mean Hill, Lamb, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Amon Ra, Cup, even Devonte would be in that discussion, I guess. But uh, of that crew, and Jalen Waddle's just the weirdo who doesn't belong. So, um, of that crew, you know couple of names that you you want you like above all the others yeah if i'm um i like i like hill a lot this week whether it be a one-off in lineups or with tua um you can go either way with him i'm off of lamb um i like amon Ra only with golf um but the guy that i like a lot this week with one-offs everything is cup I'm all about him this week. 8,100 for him is much lower than what we've seen. Um, it might even be the lowest salary he's been at all year. Um, it is by far the lowest. So I like him a lot. Um, you got Matt Stafford back this week. He, him and Matt Stafford are like they're like one-two punch. It, Puka had a little bit of success there that one game, but it's been it's been Cooper Cup. Since he came back. Cup and Stafford. They're like mac and cheese. Oh, for sure. Um, But, yeah, those are the guys that I like this week um, at that really high-level salary. I mean, Tyreek Hill is extremely high in salary. So, if you can't get to him, don't feel bad. It's He's going to be tough to get to. Can't get to him. Can't. Yeah, I I agree with you. I'd be – I I want to also say, like, I'm not on digs. Eh, Yeah, it's tough. Only um, with Allen. Only with Allen. Yeah, if I played Allen, I'll have a couple of Allen lineups just because I had a rule a couple of years ago that always play Josh Allen, you know, every slate. But like, yeah, me too. a horrible <laughs> spot uh, for Josh Allen. I just want to follow my rule, but I don't like it. 
I had to put him on my sheet because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have it. But it, it, Jets are not the team that you go to like find really good fantasy production against. They're good. And they have sauce garden. Like they have good corners that they'll be able to slow down. Um, Diggs most likely uh, CV lamb again. It's just a Dak thing uh, at this point. You're either playing Dak with lamb or, or you're probably not playing lamb at all. Um, it's too expensive. Hill. It, yeah. Standalone playable there. Uh, even Keenan Allen. I don't like the Q tag for an old player. Um, coming off that insane game in in a, in a in a lower pace environment where I think the running game will will shine for the um, Chargers. So yeah, Amon Ra. Yeah, I love your call on on Cooper Cup. You're like kind of getting me on somebody that maybe I wasn't. That's a competitive game, so I like that. Um, Devonte Adams. I, I don't know that I can do it, Burns. He's not. Yeah. He's not getting there. He hasn't gotten there with Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I'm I'm not on Devontae Adams unless the domination station puts him in lineups. Yeah. I'm I'm just not on him. He's he's good and and you know, he's getting volume. It's just like his quarterback's just not that good. So, it's hard to trust it. Um yeah, 14 points, 12 13 targets last week, which is fine. I'm not against Adams. I, I'll actually allow a little bit of it. I, I don't want to go away from it, but I I have to mention that like I don't really trust his quarterback to be good enough to deliver like a 30 point game to a wide receiver. I could be wrong. That could, that could change. We'll see what happens this week, but that is sort of my thought right now. Listen, you never know. Right. Could, like on the Saturday, they're like, Oh, we changed our mind and it's Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, all right. Um, now Adams makes sense. Yeah. Or Aiden O'Connell will just be like better. Yeah. You're not playing him because they have to, they're playing him because they want to. So maybe there's something to that, that we're not seeing in these games. And I don't want to hold that much against him that he did poorly uh, against the Jets last week. The Jets are really good at um, stopping WR1s. Thielen is a no for me. Waddle is a no. Evans is a no on the road at San Francisco. I don't care about the green opponent rank there. It does not help me. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Puka, no. Ayuk, not really. Uh, you know, I don't hate it, but maybe Ayuk. He's, he's pretty pricey, but I actually like the run that Debo had last week. With Purdy, it was uh, Debo and uh, Kittle last week, and he got a lot of runs. So um, I really like Debo much more than Ayuk. So yeah, there we go. And I agree. Whenever all three of their weapons are healthy uh, at at the pass catcher, it's hard to know which way they're going to go with the football. That that's the part I don't like. I don't like paying up for that. But I think Ayuk is acceptable in um, tournament play. Uh, Metcalf, sure. Metcalf getting a lot of volume the last couple of weeks. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. You almost um, broke it for a touchdown last week, too. So, yeah, it's going to happen. So, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know if Gino is good. <laughs> I'm just really not sure. Yeah. He's, he's average. <clears throat> yeah. I'm he's just, definitely I, I, average. Sure yeah. Like, you should never go. I, and I get these are tough matchups, but like 14 targets, five receptions, that, that is just not good quarterbacking. Um, you don't really see that, you know, four or 10. So, he's just been very inefficient. Yep. He I almost agree. got there last week, but would have needed that touchdown and two more yards and you can tack on another 10 points. And then, and then for that would have been, you know, 26, which was, still barely gets there. So, you know, he's not it was really Lockett last week. Lockett got it. He got it, uh, 23 and a half DraftKings points. Barely though. It's barely, it's barely value for the salary as well. Yeah. He's always been better connected with Gino, but here's the thing with Lockett too. Like, 23 it's just barely getting there 
at a 6,500 mm-hmm. price tag. It's really not even helping you win the tournament. So that's about what he's been doing. Maybe Lockett's the better play. It's interesting. Metcalf should come down more. So should Lockett in my mind. Um, so yeah, I'm not super high in this zone here at all. Anybody that you like here? I mean, you mentioned Debo. Uh, I think a Cooper, you have to scratch off the list. Hopkins yeah. off the list for me with, um, at this point, I, I can't trust Will Levis. Wilson on the road. Uh, no, That's no to Godwin. One, yeah. Just overpriced and ridiculous. Uh, yep. What 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 has Godwin done to justify being priced at 6,600? I have no idea why it would go up. He's only getting six targets. That's not enough for that salary. Does not justify it. I think Nico Collins is okay here, but um, him too. I mean, he's not he really. He might be out too. If he's out, I don't know. Limited with the calf. Limited. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So it brings us all the way down here. So effectively, we found a dead zone. And the dead zone is almost, you know, 7,600. Yeah. All the way down pretty much, I'm going to say, to I maybe Christian Kirk. Yeah, I think, I think Kirk is in a pretty good situation. Um, Trevor Lawrence loves him. He'll burn your food like Florence. He'll run up in your crib <laughs> like his name was Search Lawrence. He had a really good game last week. Um, yeah. He produced really well. Uh, Part of that lot. is also Ridley's dust. Yeah, a lot of people were on Ridley last week, and Kirk just did – he just had much more dynamic rapport with Lawrence, and Lawrence didn't even have that good of a game last week. But they were playing San Francisco. Now they're actually playing a defense that is not very good against the pass. San Francisco, uh, yeah, they, they've they not been good against the pass, but they're getting a lot better because they've added to their defense. Um, they're starting to get healthier. Throw so away some of those stats. You, you yeah, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be a lot defense. better. They're a good defensive team. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just have to know these guys are good. Like that's oh, why I'm not sure. playing a lot of Tampa guys. I'm like, yeah, on the road at San Francisco, that's not a good scene for anybody. No. Um. Yeah, Tank Dell is very playable. Um. You know, it's probably with those Collins line, uh, those those Stroud lineups, but very much in play. McLaurin, sure. Yep. DJ Moore underpriced now for having Fields back. As long as Fields can grip a football, which I hope he can. Yeah, I, I like DJ Moore this week. We'll ask we'll ask um Bobby Wow about the Bears things tomorrow on uh, or yeah, on tournament sure. tactics when we do that show. Um yeah, Marquise Brown as well. You know, I like this game, like this side of it. Anybody else popping for you here? Six six to five K. I mean, uh kind of have to live in this zone. I, I don't, you know, again, we have a dead zone kind of between seventy six hundred and maybe sixty nine. Or 6K with Kirk. I like a lot of the spots here in, in the 6 to 5K. Is this, is this where you're living this week? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. I actually do like a lot more of the running backs this, this week. It might be a three running back week um, versus the yeah. what, three four wide receivers. So Could see that as well. Um, yeah, I, I think both of the Washington guys, you, you know, Dotson with an offer. And I think that's the frustrating thing about that player. He's a deep ball guy and they sometimes just don't throw them. Marquise Brown didn't do much last week. Uh, four targets, one reception. So scary. A little scary. Yep. Yep. It is a little scary. Um, Kyler's going to. Yeah, but Kyler's back. This is the second week back. Uh, he might be targeting Marquis more this week. Um, you know, you got to give him a week to get kind of back acclimated to the game. 
um, get acclimated back with Rondell Moore and uh, Marquis Brown, but we'll see. I mean, he he went a lot to Trey McBride last week. Um, I think Houston can uh, Houston can keep up with Trey McBride. I think they actually shut him down a little bit this week, so it might actually be the the wide receivers that actually get more run um, from Kyler in this one. Um, but yeah, I, I like, um, there, there's a lot, there's some decent, um, plays in this. I like, I like the green Bay receivers this week. So I'll have, I'll have ownership in Dobbs and, um, wherever Watson is. I don't know if I'm going to join you on the green Bay receivers, but I might regret it. I might regret it. I'm not going to lie. I could regret that significantly. Um, let me look down here. Yeah, I don't want any Pittsburgh guys. Noah Brown got that Q tag. Noah Brown might not play. He hasn't practiced either. And and with him and Collins kind of banged around, I mean, it might be Tank Dell all all in week. We'll see. Yep. Um, you know, scrolling down, I did find a couple of cheapies that I think are uh, viable. So it's funny. I'm not really seeing like a ton of wide receiver wide receivers that I want even in my player pool. Um, but some cheapies, I'm going to say for me that were viable and you tell me, um, who, who you like in the, in the lower cost zone, but I think Quentin Johnston is okay here at, at, um, you know, 4,200. He's out there going to be playing a lot. I like that. Um, Keenan Allen got that Q tag, which, uh, you know, maybe pushes a couple more targets to Johnston, maybe Jalen Guyton, same yeah. vein, maybe better than Quentin Johnston might be Guyton for 3,200. That, that that might work here. And then um, there's one more name that was popping for me. Rondell Moore, you know, eight targets last week. Yeah, he's the guy that I'm kind of like 3K range, click, you know what I mean? It's just that's that first sense. guy that the eye, although I think I think the other his his um teammate Michael um Wilson, right? Yes, Wilson is also good. You know, yep. Wilson actually was okay last week, and he might be even the better play. I'm not sure, but they're both really inexpensive. Six targets for Wilson, eight targets for Rondell Moore last week. I think either one of these guys is a perfectly acceptable um, punt. For sure. I agree. All right. Let's do this, uh, Burns, as, um, you know, we're coming to the end of our time here. Give me a couple of defenses that you're targeting. I always like to talk to you about the defense position and who's popping in the Shark Lab, um, in the Shark Lab playbook. Um, so basically, so let me just pull up the defenses. So I have them here. Uh, the dolphins, obviously, um, in, um, in O'Connell going in there. That's not obvious, but yeah, I like it. Uh, he's a guy, you know, they're, they're middling salary at 3,200. Um, I could see it. Um, also, I mean, you might be able to fire up the commanders this week with, uh, the giants. Coming Hell yeah. Down. You fire them up. So. I mean, those guys, DeVito and Co. are like, oh my gosh, it is, it's brutal. I, I watched them play Dallas and it's just brutal to watch. Um, I'm so sad about them. But um, yeah, so those, if, those if are Burns, two. Burns can't see the screencast, guys, just so you know. But I have Tommy DeVito plastered all over the background here. And it's not the Giants quarterback, it's the Joe Pesci character from Goodfellas, Tommy DeVito. And then there's some pictures of the actual guy, Tommy DeVito, who Joe Pesci was playing in Goodfellas. 
That is what's happening in the background, and you have no idea. That's why you have that serious delivery. <laughs> All right, I lost my train. Sorry. What was I? What yeah. Was so I... those are a couple of the defenses that I'm I'm more um, looking at. I I think um, as as the week progresses, I'll have more tomorrow in the in the tournament tactics for sure. Yeah, I like it. Um, both of the, both the defenses you mentioned, um, yeah, really good. I think DraftKings unfortunately priced the defenses really well, so I didn't find a whole lot of like sub three K defenses. So I want you to think of one and save it for tournament tactics tomorrow, guys. If you enjoy the breakdown, of course, let us know who you are playing. Do, uh, who's your QB wide receiver stack for the Millie Maker? What, are you getting silly for the Millie this week? Let us know in the comments. Um, of course, hit that like, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, if you want to get Burns's book, uh, Winning the Million Dollar Game, Secrets of the DraftKings Millie Maker, it is available on Amazon and at your local bookseller or wherever you want to go. But um, you can get the link to go to Amazon for that book in the description of this video. And of course, you are not signed up for DFS Army um, link as well. Come get signed up. Do the free month offer. Do something. Get in here. Check out the Sim Boost. We're putting it across all the sports now. So that's been, um, you know, in DFS Army, what are we doing? We're innovating all the time. We're developing. We don't sit back. This is a tough industry. And we can't sit back with, with uh, 2018 technology and expect to be competitive. We have to keep innovating. That's what we do. It is nonstop here. We're always talking. We're always strategizing in the background. Um, you should have seen how much strategy and work went into figuring out <laughs> NHL stacking. Not fun. But um, all of that stuff is constantly going on here. We're always improving the tools and everything. So make sure you get signed up, check us out, and start to just kick some ass and play like a pro in DFS. We will see you guys um, on Tournament Tactics. Good luck this week, everyone.